0: chapter forty of the forty-five Guardsmen by alexandre dumas this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by john van stan savannah georgia chapter forty belles it is needless to say that ernanton whom saint merlin thought ruined was on the contrary pursuing the course of his unexpected and ascending fortunes he had of course gone first to the hotel guise there after having knocked at the great door and had it opened he was only laughed at when he asked for an interview with the duchess then as he insisted they told him that he ought to know that her highness lived at soissons and not at paris ernanton was prepared for this reception so it did not discourage him i am grieved at her highness's absence said he for i had a communication of great importance to deliver to her from the duc de mayenne from the duc de mayenne who charged you to deliver it the duke himself the duke and where pray for he is not at paris either i know that as i met him on the road to blois on the road to blois said the porter a little more attentive yes and he there charged me with a message for madame de montpensier a message a letter where is it here said ernanton striking his doublet Will you let me see it? Willingly, and Ernanton drew out the letter. What a singular ink, said the man. It is blood, said Ernanton calmly. The porter grew pale at these words, and at the idea that this blood belonged to Monsieur de Mayenne. At this time, when there was great dearth of ink and abundance of blood spilled, it was not uncommon for lovers to write to their mistresses or absent relations to their families in this liquid. Monsieur, said the servant, I do not know if you will find Madame de Montpensier in Paris or its environs, but go to a house in the Faubourg Saint-Antoine called Bellespot, which belongs to the Duchess. It is the first on the left hand going to Vincennes, after the convent of the Jacobins. You will be sure to find someone there in the service of the Duchess, sufficiently in her confidence, to be able to tell you where Madame la Duchess is just now. Thank you, said Ernanton, who saw that the man either could or would say no more. He found Belle's Spot easily, and without more inquiries rang and the door opened. Enter, said a man who then seemed to wait for some password, but as Ernanton did not give any, he asked him what he wanted. I wish to speak to Madame la Duchesse de Montpensier. And why do you come here for her? Because the porter at the Hotel Guise sent me here. Madame la Duchesse is not here. That is unlucky, as it will prevent me from fulfilling the mission with which Monsieur de Mayenne charged me. For Madame la Duchess, Yes. From Monsieur le Duc de Mayenne? Yes. The valet reflected a moment. Monsieur, said he, I cannot answer. There is someone else whom I must consult. Please to wait. These people are well served, thought Ernanton. Certainly there must be dangerous people who think it necessary to hide themselves in this manner. One cannot enter a house of the Guises as you can the Louvre. I begin to think that it is not the true king of France whom I serve. He looked round him. The courtyard was deserted, but all the doors of the stables were open, as if they expected some troop to enter and take up their quarters. He was interrupted by the return of the valet, followed by another. Leave me your horse, monsieur, said he, and follow my comrade.' you will find someone who can answer you much better than i can ernanton followed the valet and was shown into a little room where a simply though elegantly dressed lady was seated at an embroidery frame here is the gentleman from monsieur de mayenne madame said the servant she turned and ernanton uttered a cry of surprise you madame cried he recognizing at once his page and the lady of the litter you cried the lady in her turn letting her work drop, and looking at Ernanton. — Leave us, said she to the valet. — You are of the household of Madame de Montpensier, Madame, said Ernanton. — Yes, but you, Monsieur, how do you bring here a message from the Duc de Mayenne? — Through unforeseen circumstances which it would take too long to repeat, replied Ernanton cautiously. — Oh, you are discreet, Monsieur, said the lady, smiling yes madame whenever it is right to be so but i see no occasion for your discretion here for if you really bring a message from the person you say oh do not look angry if you really do i say it interests me sufficiently that in remembrance of our acquaintance short though it was you should tell it to me the lady threw into these words all the caressing and seductive grace that a pretty woman can madame replied ernanton you cannot make me tell what I do not know. And still less what you will not tell. Madame, all my mission consists in delivering a letter to her highness. Well, then give me the letter, said the lady, holding out her hand. Madame, I believed I had had the honor of telling you that this letter was addressed to the duchess. But as the duchess is absent, and I represent her here, you may. I cannot, madame. "'You distrust me, monsieur.' "'I ought to do so, madame, but,' said the young man, with an expression there was no mistaking, "'in spite of the mystery of your conduct you have inspired me, I confess, with very different sentiments.' "'Really?' said the lady, colouring a little under Ernanton's ardent gaze. Ernanton bowed. <laughs> "'Take care, monsieur,' said she, laughing. "'You are making a declaration of love.' yes madame i do not know if i may ever see you again and the opportunity is too precious for me to let it slip then monsieur i understand that i love you madame that is easy to understand no but how you came here ah uh, pardon madame but now it is i who do not understand i think that wishing to see me again you invented a pretext to get in I, madame, you judge me ill. I was ignorant if I should ever see you again, and I hoped only from chance, which already had twice thrown me in your way. But invent a pretext I could never do. I am strange, perhaps. I do not think like all the world. Oh, you say you are in love, and you have scruples as to the manner of introducing yourself again to her you love? It is very fine, monsieur, but I partly guessed it how madame if you please the other day you met me i was in a litter you recognized me and you did not follow me madame you are confessing you paid some attention to me and why not surely the way in which we first met justified my putting my head out of my litter to look after you when you passed but you galloped away after uttering an ah which made me tremble in my litter i was forced to go away madame by your scruples no madame by my duty well <laughs> said the lady laughing i see that you are a reasonable circumspect lover who above all things fears to compromise himself if you had inspired me with certain fears there would be nothing astonishing in it is it customary that a woman should dress as a man force the barriers and come to see an unfortunate wretch drawn to pieces using meanwhile all sorts of gesticulations, perfectly incomprehensible. The lady grew rather pale, although she tried to smile. Ernanton went on. Is it natural also that this lady, after this strange announcement, fearful of being arrested, should fly as though she were a thief, although she is in the service of Madame de Montpensier, a powerful princess, although not much in favor at court? This time the lady smiled again, but ironically. You are not clear-sighted, monsieur, in spite of your pretension to be an observer, for with a little sense all that seems obscure to you would have been explained. Was it not very natural that Madame de Montpensier should be interested in the fate of Monsieur de Salcide, in what he might be tempted to say, what true or false revelations he might utter to compromise the House of Lorraine? And if that was natural, monsieur, was it not also so that this princess should send someone, some safe intimate friend to be present at the execution and bring her all the details well monsieur this person was i now do you think i could go in my woman's dress do you think i could remain indifferent to what was going on you are right madame and now i admire as much your logic and talent as i did before your beauty thank you monsieur and now that we know each other and that everything is explained give me the letter since it does exist impossible madame the unknown seemed trying not to grow angry impossible repeated she yes impossible for i swore to Monsieur de mayenne to deliver it only to the duchess herself say rather cried the lady giving way to her irritation that you have no letter that in spite of your pretended scruples it was a mere pretext for getting in here, that you wished to see me again, and that was all. Well, monsieur, you are satisfied. Not only you have effected your entrance, but you have seen me and have told me you adore me. In that, as in all the rest, I have told you the truth, madame. Well, so be it. You adore me, you wish to see me, and you have seen me. I have procured you a pleasure in return for a service. We are quits. Adieu i will obey you madame since you send me away i will go yes cried she now really angry but if you know me i do not know you you have too much advantage over me ah, you think you can enter on some pretext into the house of a princess and go away and say i succeeded in my perfidy ah monsieur that is not the behavior of a gallant man it seems to me madame that you are very hard on what would have been after all only a trick of love if it had not been as i have already told you an affair of the greatest importance i put aside all your injurious expressions and i will forget all i might have said affectionate or tender since you are so badly disposed toward me but i will not go out from here under the weight of your unworthy suspicions i have a letter from the duke for madame de montpensier and here it is you can see the handwriting and the address. Ernanton held out the letter to the lady, but without leaving go of it. She cast her eyes on it and cried, His writing! Blood! Without replying, Ernanton put the letter back in his pocket, bowed low and very pale and bitterly hurt, turned to go. But she ran after him and caught him by the skirt of his cloak. What is it, madame? said he. For pity's sake, pardon me. Has any accident happened to the duke? You ask me to pardon you only that you may read this letter, and I have already told you that no one shall read it but the Duchess. Ah, oh, obstinate and stupid that you are, cried the Duchess with a fury mingled with majesty. Do you not recognize me? Or rather, could you not divine that I was the mistress? And are these the eyes of a servant? I am the Duchess de Montpensier. Give me the letter." you are the duchess cried ernanton starting back yes i am give it to me i want to know what has happened to my brother but instead of obeying as the duchess expected the young man recovering from his first surprise crossed his arms how can i believe you when you have already lied to me twice the duchess's eyes shot forth fire at these words but ernanton stood firm ah uh, you doubt still you want proofs cried she tearing her lace ruffles with rage yes madame she darted toward the bell and rang it furiously a valet appeared what does madame want said he she stamped her foot with rage mainville cried she i want mainville is he not here yes madame let him come here the valet went and a minute after mainville entered did you send for me madame said he madame and since when am i simply madame cried she angrily your highness said mainville in surprise good said ernanton i have now a gentleman before me and if he has lied i shall know what to do you believe then at last said the duchess yes madame i believe and here is the letter and bowing, the young man gave to Madame de Montpensier the letter so long disputed. End of chapter forty. Recording by john Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.